0: What's new? We're listening. Feel the new We're listening. Feeling sad, feeling my feeling bad. We can listen. Oh yeah. Hello and welcome to We're Listening, a podcast all about Fraser. I'm Will. I'm K. And this week, we're looking at season five, episode 10, where every bloke knows your name, in which Frazier develops an obsession with Daphne's Seattle Hideaway, a British style pub. Key, we've talked about this a few times on the podcast. I want you to describe your favorite British pub to me. If you close your eyes, where are you? Uh,
1: uh, I'm at a pub called The Welly in in town. You know The Welly, I think. I love The Welly. Which is like a real ale pub. Uh, It's basically, I, I. lower the average age you know by about 30 years when i walk in the room yeah. um mm. they've got a cat which you're not allowed you've got to be really careful when you open the doors because the cat will escape um there is it's basically just a lot of old men most of whom don't have their teeth in the summer it, you can go outside it's quite nice on the like sort of i'm going to call it a rooftop bar but i mean that is a bit of a stretch and they have the patio heaters which are quite cool they do um yeah. And it overlooks an an alleyway that is affectionately known by the locals as Piss Alley. um, Because on a many drunken night, people have made mistakes down there.
0: When you've got to go, you've got to go. You've
1: got to go. And I love it because it's basically like old, like the, the phrase kids in a candy store. It's like that, but for old alcoholics. And people go in and it's just a board of all the different ales on the screen. And no one ever knows what they want. Like people don't have like a regular drink. People just walk in and go, oh, "I'll try a number seven and just see how it is." And wow. and it's great because you just see these old men like sitting in threes and fours. They'll all take a sip. You're like, Brian, Brian, try that, Brian. I have a try sip that of that. Brian. Like COVID didn't happen, okay? Have a <laughs> sip of that, Brian. It takes a sip. Oh, that's good. Let me try yours, Dave. Let me try. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Suddenly, um, everyone has
0: a new favorite.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Um, and it's one of those uh, pubs as well where if you sit in the right place, you can sit next to a bookshelf. But it's like the weirdest books. Like it's Nigella Lawson and an encyclopedia of like, I don't know, Timbuktu or something like that. It's ridiculous. It's really these niche things that no one's ever going to read about. Um, but yeah, I've got a lot of fond memories of The Welly. So The Wellie. lovely
0: stuff. I've only been there a couple of times. My, my C-list claim to celebrity fame is I saw Johnny Irwin one of the hosts of escape to the country and a place in the sun, hmm. um, having a beer with his friends in there. Are you serious? Yeah. Cause he, uh, he, he went to Leicester uni. Um, and I mean, I'm probably the only person in there under the age of 40 that would have recognized Johnny Irwin. But, uh, I, as a big fan of the property racket program in, in, in the UK, I was I'm very well versed with Johnny's work. Also and I'm much saddened though, I think he's actually very
1: ill at the moment. Um, Oh, I I did read about that, actually. I did say, no, it's really really sad. And I think it was quite sort of sudden, wasn't it? I think he got quite a short diagnosis. um, Yeah, so
0: sorry to bring the mood down. Obviously, thoughts with Johnny and his
1: his family, family. yeah. Yeah, I think he's got three kids as well, possibly, or two kids. So, yeah, incredibly sad.
0: Absolutely. Um, Shall we jump into Trivia Corner this week here before we get into the review? Okay, sorry listeners about that quick microphone change. We've been (laughs) having a lot of ghosts in the machine this morning. Um, You can tell we're a lot of practice. Uh, Trivia Corner, you ready to tuck yourself in?
1: Yeah, let's tuck ourselves in and save on those heating bills.
0: Let's tuck any tuck. It's a Christmas tuck. Um, We have got some cracking triv that's been waiting here um, for a while now because it's been a while since we got this episode. So I'm going to open with Hammy for you. Yeah. Question number Uno. Oh, a quirky one to start the uh, to start the questions here. On IMDb, this episode is rated seven point six stars. From how many votes did this rating come about? This is a very very outrageous question.
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to say, as someone who doesn't use IMDb really, so I don't even know. I, I, if, think,
0: like... I, I think use that as a clue. It's awesome. not going to be. It's not going to be four hundred thousand. Is what I'm trying to tell you.
1: Okay. I'm gonna say, and I, there's no point me even trying to work it out because I've got no base to start from. So I'm gonna right. say 1,613.
0: You, you, in the grand scheme of things, you're not that far away. 713.
1: Oh wow, okay, that's actually less um, than I thought. You think there's more? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think it's because like it ends up getting nicheer and nicheer as the show goes on, and like yeah. I, I don't know. It's I, 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 in terms of people that review episodes, yeah. Um, what is the real-life link between Daphne Moon and Jane Leaves in this episode?
1: They, they're they both good at darts. That's, that's a
0: good guess. That's not true. In the pub, Daphne tries to fit Fraser up with her friend Claire by saying she's an underwear model. In real life, Jane Leaves was an underwear model before she was cast on Frasier.
1: Oh, I did not know that.
0: I think she was a number of things, but underwear model was one of the strings to her bow. Because I know she was on the Benny Hill show.
1: Oh, wow, um, okay
0: which was well, just a bit, like, bawdy.
1: When you say, like, that was one of the strings to her bow, like, does that mean you just you have to be paid as an underwear model to be able to say that's one of the strings to my bow? Or, or if I just go to a job interview, come out, yeah, I could, I could do it. It's a string to my bow. Oh, yeah, oh, I don't think paid. that's a
0: string to your bow. <laughs> I think that's a, a, a snapped string um, <laughs> that wouldn't be much good for Argan Arrow. Uh, what does a younger Niles not have on 8-track yet?
1: Oh, it's this, like opera that they're going to. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. It's like Orpheus and Euripides or something like that? or
0: Close. Orpheus and Eurydice.
1: Eurydice, yeah. Eurydice.
0: So she, I think, is either kidnapped or descends of her own volition to the underworld and Orpheus has to go after her.
1: And Niles um, will be waiting with a fruit basket for them.
0: With a fruit basket. Yeah. <laughs> um, trivia from Niall Crane, when Daphne yeah. comes out of the bathroom in the pub, which drink does it look like Fraser has in his hand? What kind of what kind of pub-based beverage?
1: A pint? Oh, do you want something more specific than a pint?
0: I would like something a bit more specific <laughs> than that.
1: Okay. Um, am I right You're in thinking right. they don't he doesn't you don't actually see him order, I don't think, or you don't hear him.
0: No, and I've got some I've got some vague comments about the ordering to say later.
1: Okay. Um I mean it look, it's from what I recall, it is dark. So I mean, you have a dark drink. Everyone's going to say, oh, it's like a Guinness or something like that because it's That's that all sort
0: of... down here, okay. It's
1: that sort of a colouring, is it? I don't think it's got much of a head on it. No, I, mean,
0: I, don't, I don't think it does have much of a head. Um, Narl Crane says black liquid with the white head, but it definitely doesn't look like it's got a Guinness head on it. Yeah. But it's probably a stout. Guinness is a stout. Yeah. let's let's let's
1: uh say that's the case very good have you got some questions for me yeah i actually thought this episode was quite um trivia heavy actually i thought it was quite easy I'm to, write inclined to agree yeah um so i've got four questions for you this week oh. um let's see how you get on with them um, question number one what is the name of niles's article
0: oh he has an article
1: Wow, and yeah, you can. I think you can call it an article. I think it's actually referred to it as an expose, but I'm calling oh,
0: it. Oh, um, cafeteria of shame.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. Okay, guys, one out of one, starting well. Okay. Mm. What is on the menu at the um the cards event? What is on the dinner menu?
0: Oh, that's a good question. So, cold cuts.
1: Yep. Uh, um, There's four things altogether that I got.
0: Something called like a pork roll up.
1: That's what I've got. Yeah, I think that's number four.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh God. Cold cuts. Deviled eggs.
1: Yep. You missing um, one more.
0: One more. Deviled eggs. Cold cuts. Oh, oh no. I'm gonna have to just guess jerky.
1: Oh mate, you're so close. Um, I've got pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. Um, that's so yeah, cold cuts, pizza rolls, deviled eggs, and pork roll ups is what I heard.
0: Oh damn, that's a great question though.
1: Uh, okay. What shop is next to um to Hanks?
0: Oh, oh I can remember the conversation. That's next to the hardware store.
1: Yeah. Do you know whose hardware store? Mike's, Mike's Hardware. Mike, Mike's Hardware,
0: yeah. Yes!
1: I, I used to go to Mike's, but not anymore. Um, not anymore. Uh, okay, question number four. I think you're pretty much on for a clean sweep mate. So let's see how you do on uh, uh, one. I, I, I've missed one of the, the, the
0: questions no, on you're the, very, the very
1: one. I mean, you're on like 2.75 out of three. That's pretty much a clean yeah, sweep. It's
0: not too bad for me.
1: Question. Final question. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is the name of Frank's wife? slash part I don't know who refers to her as his wife but you know you get the idea oh because when they're talking about the the birth of their children he makes reference to a woman I suppose it could be his child but I remember I've written it down as Frank's wife so I'm assuming in the context that it was he was referring to his wife
0: uh, I don't know. does it begin with an L
1: and did you say an L no.
0: Yeah, no, it doesn't. Um, no.
1: There's 25 of the letters we can work through, mate.
0: There it is. Um, oh, I'm going to just say Joanne. I've got Annie. Annie, I can hear
1: him saying Anna. Yeah, I can hear it. I think he, he references like how beautiful Annie looked or something like that. Maybe in his child, actually, now the more I say it. But, yeah, I, but thought it may, like,
0: I think he was on about the glow, the pregnancy I,
1: glow. I think, yeah, I think he was on about, oh, Annie looked beautiful when she was pregnant or something like that, or something so. along those lines. But yeah, that was a pretty good show, mean, It was like 2.75 out of 4. Which
0: that's, very, that's very charitable, very charitable of you. Some really great questions there, thank you, um, oh, Kay. Some cracking stuff from MK here. So, Name all of the people who took part in the poker game. And I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven names. Seven names. Seven names. Okay.
1: I think... Okay, so Martin?
0: Yes.
1: Are we counting Frasier's ten seconds?
0: Yes, we are. Roz? Yes. Frank? Frank. Duke? Duke.
1: Leo, with the story about the strip club?
0: Yes.
1: And then I don't know
0: the other one. I don't... Did they... He never gets named in the episode, but is listed as such in the credits. So this is only a bonus point. You've knocked the rest down um, the park. It
1: wasn't like Stinky or someone like that, was it?
0: It's not, but it's the name I think of the crook that Daphne goes to the Topaz room with.
1: Jimmy, Jimmy the crook, Jimmy the
0: thief. He's called Jimmy. Okay, but he's uh, not it's the not, same it's a, Jimmy. It's not is the it? same guy. It's not the same oh, okay. guy. But um, he's called Jimmy. It's a really cracking effort. I well, think. What did it require for Niles to free Marius from the saddle?
1: Well, I think it was about an hour's worth of time and a whole bottle of, like, nail polish remover. I'm, As- I'm showing my finger to you to show nails. Um, nail Absolutely. polish remover.
0: Absolutely. You smashed that <clears> at the bark. <throat> very, very good. Um, throughout the episode, Niles makes two distinct references that have historical references specific to Germany. What are they? Ooh.
1: Um... He, at the start of the episode, refers to the cafeteria food, I think, as a culinary Hindenburg, being
0: Absolutely
1: the air disaster.
0: The next one is hard, and I did look this up because when the joke plays in the episode, mm. there's a laugh, and I didn't know why there was a laugh, so I looked it up and figured the reference here. This one's harder, and it comes at the very end.
1: He doesn't make a joke to like jack jackboots or something like that, does he?
0: no it's it's way more nuanced than
1: that I don't, oh I don't have I don't really so
0: he says to Frazier, i suppose it's over over there over there it was an american war song that um entered world war 1 <laughs> which uh, when they entered world war to fight against the germans so basically over there refers to you know, the Western Front and oh. Germany. Oh, wait,
1: is that the song? Over there, over there. Send the word, send the word over there. The Yanks my... are coming, the Yanks are I coming. Think it, prob-
0: it probably is that.
1: Because that's the one, I know that song purely because in the episode of The Simpsons where Homer and Marge are like contemplating a divorce and he goes fishing and all that and, Fran- and, and Grandpa's looking after the kids. He walks around most of the episodes singing that song
0: that is, I think that is that song. I've just looked it up. Oh, okay. Um, That's a decent song. Yeah, well played, okay. Well yeah. played,
1: indeed. Um, I mean, you did get the question, right? But I know the song.
0: Well, you know the song. <laughs> Trivia from Little Bobby Briscoe. I love saying that so much. Little, Little
1: Bobby, Bobby Briscoe. Briscoe.
0: I, I, this is so heinous now. But I can't, I'm trying to remember what is, I know obviously that is a name from the show, but it just escaped my mind when that name comes up. Um, uh,
1: It's, not yet, no, it's not yet, I don't think.
0: No, I think I think we've had it. Have we, little Bobby Briscoe? It's um, oh man, I should know this. Oh, it, I mean, it's it's bulldog's name. It's bulldog's um, name, yeah. So I think at some point someone says Drew, "Is that little Bobby Briscoe?" Or um, oh, I can't remember. I said, uh, little Bobby Briscoe. I have to tell us. <laughs> um, at Novosa, what three adjectives does Niles use to describe the biscotti? Spongy. Spongy.
1: one was it like a chalky texture, or a t- chalky a chalk-
0: aftertaste. The other one describes the aroma.
1: Aroma. Um. I don't know if, um. Sweet or bitterly sweet, or something. I, don't, that, I mean, that's a that's a contradiction, isn't it? It's, In words, it's, but-
0: it's even. It's 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 not food related. If that makes sense, it could be used to describe anything. It. You could use it to describe my dancing.
1: Um I don't think I've ever seen you dance.
0: Um well, well take that as a hint. Anonymous? Like what? In inelegant. Inelegant.
1: In Ah, inelegant. inelegant aroma. God, this is lovely, has not it?
0: Mm, yeah, worry, lad. Don't worry. It's Christmas. Really kill your channel. <laughs> At which garage do you get free armor or Tim's? Yes, you yeah. do. You get it. It's bet- Tim, it was or...
1: between Tim's, Hank's, Mike's. I think there's a Steve in there somewhere. They're, they're all of them. Well
0: yeah. bye oh. Well okay. Okay. Um, don't you? Don't you sweat it, brother? It, I feel like
1: it. I feel like I'm going to get a participation badge.
0: <laughs> Shall we jump over to the review?
1: Yeah, let's do it, mate.
0: Animation watch. Tell us what it was.
1: Lights, lights, lights are to on.
0: Are Listeners can't see the beautiful <laughs> dance that huh. he just did to. Didn't indicate the animation lights over the skyline I completely forget this is the episode where we see Young and and Niles for the first time because it feels so out of place
1: it is actually really jarring, isn't it? That it opens with them. There is no, mm. a, a bit of a Star Wars reference, I think, at the start, like in a prep school far, far away or long, long ago or something like that. Oh, yeah, it's a little, um, a little nod, maybe. But um, I do love these two kids. Like, well, I don't know what they went on to do with their careers, but I just, I love them in this scene now. So they really do a good job, I think, as, as young Fraser and young Niles.
0: They are but both I superbly cast.
1: I think that's something the show does well, actually. Whenever it does a flashback, I think characters are all very, very well cast.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Actually, mm. um, I just, I just think they really. Know. It's even the kid who played Fraser got his like Beethoveny hair, and yeah, um, you know, a bit Buffonti, and yeah. Just, and uh, I, I'd, I'd love to know the, the one the who played. Line, sorry, you go.
1: I was going to say the one who played Niles. I'd love to know just, um, I don't know whether he spoke to David Hyde Pierce or whether how much he watched him because I thought he did his mannerisms really, really well. I thought you could tell there was a the, the conscious... polishing the
0: cutlery and yeah. yeah, and the they'll never silence my pen um just yeah I completely agree like how much coaching had gone on there because they really did just nail nail these characters um we of course transition into um into nervosa yeah. coffee count I need Steve's help so Steve I know you'll be listening we need you here um I can't I don't have access to my notes in the last episode so I don't know what the figure is I think it's somewhere around the 150 mark um and I think there's probably four coffees in this episode because Fraser and Niles are in there at the beginning and the end, um trying to recall others. Mm. But if all right. yeah. Um Niles has bought what specifically for, for Maris again? A saddle. An antique saddle. Oh an antique oh, saddle. Oh how d- how does it look on you? It's <laughs> yeah, um, a
1: good line, isn't it?
0: So cutting from Fraser. <laughs> like someone is in a bad mood. Like it's just being so unnecessarily kind of grousing to denial, say
1: I know, but I'm all for it actually. There are those days when you just want to be a little bit of a twat. And um mm. and Fraser is clearly having one of those days, and everything is just a little barb and just a little dig. Nothing too serious, just a little dig at everything. Um and I'm all for it. Go on, Fraser. You you bet like you let it out.
0: Sometimes it's got to be done. Yeah. Um, then no, Niles, Oh no, please. Do you think I'm offended Because you don't want to spend time with me. You know, separate checks, separate please. Checks, please. <laughs>
1: it's, it's wonderful, <laughs> That's isn't it? I just. So it, good. It's so typically. It's un, it's so understated. His annoyance. You know what I mean? It's it really. It works really, really well against the um, the the cutting edge of, of Fraser. Just have that sort of just very cold. Separate checks, please. There's, there's no. Checks. He doesn't rise to it in terms of the same intensity, which I, I quite like. I think it works quite well
0: yeah i mean this is a this is an interesting kind of point of, of debate because i'm always like well, if i'm a bar with people on a night yeah. out or or i'm visiting a bar with friends or whatever my natural instinct even though right now at this moment i physically just cannot afford to be doing this because i have like practically well as of last week when i handed in my resignation to my garden center job i don't have any money coming in um i always have to offer to buy people yeah, drinks i do um, i do I... I do it all the time, and and like I did, I, I did it. When did I go out for food? Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday night, no Monday night. Mm. And I bought someone a beer. I, I, I knowing I was only having one beer because I was driving, mm. so that was never going to get brought back to me. And otherwise, we're like, I I wait and pay, then they step up and pay, and it just looks really weird. And yeah, I was yeah. at I was at a beer there,
1: and and that guy's got a salary. Because yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's really because it's sort of awkward not to offer. It feels rude not to offer mm. um, because it's almost as though you're saying, oh, "I'm not paying for you, mate." Oh no, 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 you get your exactly. own. Even though you're well, I suppose you are saying that in a, in a roundabout way. But it's um, I agree with you. I find it quite weird. I, what you need to do if when you the thing is the people I drink with regularly there is an agreement like you know you're each getting around basically mm. so you, you're in on it from the start and and you know how it's going to work but um it is a bit and awkward.
0: that is how it normally would work for me but like in in that situation on monday when i knew i was never going to get bought one back why did i offer i should have just said oh sorry mate i'm a bit strapped for cash at the moment if we get separate ones i don't know i should have been honest
1: Probably should have, been, mate. Honesty is the best policy. You've nothing wrong it, with that. Honesty It but is the best policy. I,
0: yeah. So I just be interested to I mean, listen how they. negotiate I'd, I'd that. I'd
1: have been more bold. Hindenburg. I'd have been more bold than you, mate. Like, I'm a bit strapped for cash. Do you want to get this one? And I'll um, I'll, <laughs> I'll get you yeah. back later.
0: you a treat. Yeah. got yeah. <laughs> Um. So I've got I've got a line here. I heard you, Dad, but I don't know what this is in reference to. Presumably, so, I like the delivery.
1: It is uh, Martin keeps saying, um, "Oh, about to get started in a minute." To, that's um, it. That's it. Oh, I'm
0: about to get started. I heard you, he Dad. <laughs> um, just, I just love the way Martin kind of repeats that line. you, obviously, you know, my my old routine is bothering me a little bit. Um, blah blah blah. I just think that's. I just think I just like his kind of anxiety in this episode because that that a lot of people aspire to that lifestyle, but yeah. it probably would get boring pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, and I think it's really interesting as well, the fact that, you know, Frazier is vaguely unhappy, particularly at the start of this episode, but he doesn't know why. And yeah. there, there is no yeah. reason. It's not that he's got a breakup. It's not that he's got any work issues. There, there is nothing specific in his life that he should be unhappy about. He is just vaguely unhappy and can't work out why. And I think, I think most people probably go through that you know different stages of their lives, and it so it's, it's quite interesting to see that represented on on screen, and and to have it represented in a lifestyle as you said that a lot of people aspire to have. That that you know it, it demonstrates you know that that it it still applies. You know you still get bored of the the opera and the fancy nights out, and you know he loses interest in going to the wine club, um, and he, he's just going through a little bit of a funk, and he just needs something to try and dig his way out of that really.
0: Very true, yeah, very true, and it's it's good to see this kind of captured in in this way on 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 TV. I think. Um, Roz turns to him now after he agrees to play the game, and he's Mm. like, "You know, you're lost, aren't you? Like a Bedouin in a sandstorm." Quick question for you: Do you know what a Bedouin is?
1: I have no idea. I um, I'm going to be honest. I was going to use that as like a a trivia question, and he said it too fast, and I was a bit lost, and I just gave up.
0: So a Bedouin is like they're a nomadic Arabian tribe um, that kind of. Historically, have existed.
1: I would have you know, thought, if they're nomadic, the they'd least. be quite. They'd be the people you want in a sand, sandstorm. They'd know what they were doing. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> if I was yeah. in a
1: sandstorm, I'm worse I than useless. A
0: sand, I think. I think. I think a sandstorm. It, the idea is, it's the great leveler. You could yeah. be like Bear Grylls level of navigation, but if you're stuck in a sandstorm, it means chuff all. I know, oh. but
1: I'd still back Bear grills to survive that situation compared to yeah, I,
0: I would want to be with him, to be honest. he yeah. at least
1: yeah. knows like, hunker down. I'd probably like, it's a
0: bit of sun, it's a bit of sun. Yeah, I'd then... just stand there until my eyes were blinded. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, no, I know which way to go. Come on, Bear. Um, <laughs> Frasier, now you know my policy on blind dates. While well, mm-hmm. she's she's single, she's beautiful and she's underwear model. So you know I my think, policy there. <laughs> I,
1: I think, does she also say lonely as well? She's lonely... I think so. An underwear model, Quite,
0: slight, slightly problematic um sexual politics it, going on. It here. is a little
1: bit, isn't it? Um, so
0: the, the implication is oh you're definitely going to get laid frage if you and meet my easy friend.
1: That is absolutely what frage is getting at, isn't it? Basically, oh you yeah. Can, you can sleep with a beautiful woman. Yeah, that's my policy. I'll um yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, that's so my I'd love not- to come fraser's um ethics shining through once once more the beacon of moral virtue yeah Um, not not great i do love actually the card scene i just love seeing the guys be one of the guys and the fact that they accept Roz as one of the guys i
0: love that yeah it's
1: so nice the way that they completely accept her into the fold and into the group and Um, it makes
0: so much sense of her characterization like it she belongs there yeah, like it's not like it's even a stretch to put her there in this scene just to include her.
1: I also love. I don't. I don't. It may be this bit. Maybe slightly like. I don't know. Really I think it is this, but um, the fact that they've got no scruples at all about just asking why she's not drinking because most people, I think, if you know someone who drinks and they're not drinking for a specific reason, you will often not ask. You, I think, because it could be one of a multitude of reasons.
0: I'd like to think I'd be like that, but I also think I would just put my foot in it and just not realizing. Like, oh, yeah, I'm in- drinking. What's <laughs> What's going on, in? Are What's you on some
1: antibiotics? Is there uh, something dodgy? You're on the
0: Atkins diet? Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, Andrew Dickinson and Ursula Andrus, okay?
1: I don't, I don't think I know either of them, so I'm going to say Andrew Dickinson. Okay,
0: Ursula Andrus is the B- Dr. No Bond girl coming out of the sea in the bikini.
1: Okay, I've never seen a Bond film, so...
0: You've never seen a Bond film? <laughs> no,
1: I don't think that's I've a, ever seen that's
0: a, that's a joke. I don't that's think
1: not I've true. ever seen a Bond film.
0: Kate, what what have you just said? What?
1: They're always on what? at Christmas. But I never watched them because it's just like
0: I okay. I watch this, this has definitely come up on the podcast before, and yeah, I reacted that's... exactly the same way. Um, Kate, okay, man, please, honestly, Boston this is Bond like Bond films.
1: This is like warm trees all over again, isn't it? Warm, I, warm sometimes trees. sometimes when I told you I only have trees when it's warm. Oh, Sometimes, God. as I'm drifting off to sleep, just hear your voice going <laughs>
0: warm, warm,
1: <laughs> honestly. Okay,
0: well, as someone who adores Bond, yeah. that's deeply offensive. So, who's yeah, Angie
1: Dickinson? Because I thought she was like a writer.
0: No, she's also kind of that, that era of Hollywood, um, uh, very, yeah. very attractive. Um, so, who's, so that's
1: what... who's the Dickinson writer that i was thinking of?
0: Ch- Charles Dickens
1: not Charles. Dickens. <laughs> Emily Emily
0: Dickinson the poet. Emily
1: Dickinson that's who I thought they were talking about uh, um, I did think it was quite highbrow for a group of working class drivers but
0: she'd never figure into that kind of debate she was a big recluse she never left the house so I what? don't
1: know what she that, looked like that may be the sort of person you want on a desert island someone who'll give you your own space and not be bugging you all the time
0: it might be it might <laughs> be um, so I'm not going to discount taking Emily to the <laughs> island with me Um, So they go to the Fox and Whistle now. Interesting. I was at a pub quiz earlier this week at a pub called the Fox, um, which was which was great. Um, And we won. I feel
1: the Fox is a very popular pub name in this country. I know a few the Foxes.
0: It's a good one.
1: Um, Um, I don't think I like. I like a good
0: pub name. I hate the Red Lion.
1: I hate everyone. It's so overdone.
0: Yeah, it's so common. Just I like it when they've got a bit of a funky name. Like no, not too funky. I don't like it when they get all bougie on us and it's like, you know, the jackalope and the deer or, you know. <laughs> um, I, I don't like stuff like the thirsty badger or the funky bear. The funky bear is one near me, actually.
1: Oh, that sounds good. The funky bear. Let's all do I the don't, funky bear.
0: I don't like that sort of thing. I'm like, just let's keep it tradish. If a what? medieval man wouldn't drink a tankard of ale in there, I don't want to go there.
1: I do. Love, I don't particularly like the pub itself, but I like the name of the Florence in town. Because I think the I Florence like... is—it sounds elegant, and it's the not... Green
0: Man is a good pub name because it's got the folklore traditions.
1: That is true. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: the Swan Florence.
0: What do you think about the Swan? Swan is mixed bag. Mixed I bag. know some really nice swans. I know some really poor swans. <laughs> so, um, well, the Griffin near me.
1: I like anything that's got like a, a something royal in. So there's one. There's I think it's called the Queen's Head or something like that. Um, in that used to be, I don't know if you know Jekyll and Hyde. What used to be Jekyll and Hyde.
0: Well,
1: Jekyll and Hyde's not there anymore. It's now called like the Queen's Head or something like that. I quite like that, the bit of royal side to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think pubs have that, that royal old tradition yeah. to them. And I, I um, love
1: as well when you've got pubs that people abbreviate. So the Welly is not called the Welly, it's called the Duke of Wellington. But no yeah. one calls it the Duke of Wellington. Everyone I didn't
0: even it. know that's about its name. I just thought it was called the Wellington. I don't even know it's called the Duke of oh, Wellington.
1: Cl- well, it could just be the wellington i just assumed if it was called wellington it'd be after the duke
0: i don't know shall i have a look
1: oh this isn't good if i don't know the name of my own favorite pub
0: the wellington in birmingham oh it's just called the wellington oh, Game. No. but i liked yours more
1: oh yeah let's petition for a name change that no one's ever <laughs> going to use
0: okay. based on a podcast actually actually oh god is this the same one Oh is no, it, no, is, my God! The one it ne- on Bristol Street.
1: Is it next to Piss Alley? That's what.
0: People, <laughs> no, on their website. Although it's it's the Wellington at the top in the logo. The website is called DukeWellington.co.uk. See, it's it's ambiguous. I think, I think there is something in there. Um, so let's not let's not say keys completely wrong. here. Okay, that's all yeah. I'm saying. It's got very uh, sticky carpets at the Wellington.
1: It does have sticky carpets. Don't wear your best shoes, people.
0: Yeah, don't wear your best shoes. Um, they I would, at the fox and whistle now.
1: I would love it though if this podcast ever resulted in a load of like younger people, like just very like borgy and niche, just showing up to the welly and all the old men. Like, oh, what the hell is going on? Do you guys like Fraser? Yeah.
0: <laughs> please, please don't go there, listeners. Is what we'll ask you. Um, so they arrive at the pub now. Um, hmm. Daphne kisses the bartender. Bit much. um, Like, is it it meant to suggest some kind of British familiarity at like our local institutions? Because that's not what we do. It's not, Um, and I have. And she's only known him for a month. We find out in fifteen minutes' time.
1: Yeah, it's it is a bit weird, and I've got another point on familiarity at the end of the episode. But I think something's a bit strange. But it Mm. it is weird. It it very much portrays, I think, what an American thinks a British pub is like, rather than what a British pub is actually like. Um, yeah it's not I, a
0: billion miles off but it, that, obviously there are there are you can tell it's an american ideal
1: that said i do love the bartender in this episode just when um he's like what would you want mate um it's like well i've been asking myself that i'll come back later. <laughs> i'll go
0: back <laughs> so that's that's quite classic um yeah daphne's friend claire is insufferable
1: um, I cannot her, stand her as a character
0: absolutely awful she's not acted very well she's just a she's, terrible character she's creation. just a
1: complete non-character in this story
0: about, like, oh come in Pookie I yeah. just... oh my god right, alive
1: the whole thing with her and Bob it's just a bit much I, to be honest you could take that whole bit out of the story and the story plot would work absolutely fine if Daphne just said I'll take you down the pub
0: yeah, like oh, you've got nothing to do. Why don't you come and see? Yeah. You know, what the pub's like. Um, I don't know. So she's... she could there could have been like some old painting on the wall because the building's listed or something, and then she's like, yeah. Oh, you know, well, you could always look at this famous piece of art we've got here, or
1: yeah, I don't know. But is, that's, there's there's no structure. need for Claire to be in this at all. There's no need for Bob. And Stephen, another non-character who really likes <laughs> her, then finds out she's not an underwear model and suddenly is not interested. He sounds like
0: a piece of shit, doesn't it? Like, um,
1: is it that yeah. he doesn't? Is it the money? Because I feel like most people, if they were to say, Oh, I'm going out with an underwear model, they're not bragging. They're going out with someone wealthy. They're going out with someone attractive, is what you would think.
0: Oh, it's definitely the attractive thing.
1: But she looks the same. So if you thought she looked good enough to be an underwear model before, she still looks good enough to be an underwear model in your view. So, you, Stephen,
0: you raise a very good point. What are you
1: doing, Stephen? Mate, get it oh, together. Are you
0: doing? That's really weird. Um, <laughs> We cut back to the poker game now. Once more, one more time, Leo, if I had to choose. Um Ross on <laughs> about her Angie Ursula debate. <laughs> um, she went with Angie Dickinson, didn't she?
1: I think she did, yeah.
0: Yeah, as did Frazier. Not a lot of love for Ursula in this episode, but I mean, people that are familiar with Doctor know, they've got enough love to keep her sustained, I'm sure. Um, to to quote is I don't know, I don't know who is is it Hank? Is Hank there? I
1: don't think it's a Hank. Hank is the name what of the is, store.
0: Who's the name of the guy that says there is nothing more preg- uh, more beautiful than a pregnant broad? The one who Mo- talks about his wife Annie, I think. Oh, it's Frank. Oh, it's Frank. It's yeah, Frank. Frank, not Hank. Frank, not Hank. That, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, just the, the, the phrasing a pregnant broad. Oh yeah. no,
1: it is it's something so sweet, followed by such like, <laughs> a a bloke vernacular, isn't it? A
0: pregnant broad.
1: Um, um and, but I also I love the shift here. Like Martin's been gone for 30 seconds and it started out <laughs> by talking about all the wonders of life, the most amazing thing, having a child, looking at its face, and then it will leave you and you will be alone and it's just nothing but emptiness and it's so so empty. <laughs> <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> I love, it's so sad. I love one. I love Leo in this, like, because I think he's the one who pushes it towards the.
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry, let me just, just drop my mic off.
1: I think Leo is the one who actually starts to push it towards the depression side of things. Yeah. Um, who is the one? Is it? Is it meant to be Jimmy then? Who just says "so empty" and that is like his only line? Is that meant to be Jimmy?
0: I think so.
1: Because um... I don't think in the episode. Um, at the table, neither Duke or Jimmy are identified as separate characters, are they? They're just... We know they're at the table, because they point... They say, oh, you know, Duke did this, or... But I don't right. think either of them are identified in the same way as, like, Frank and Leo are, because Frank and, and Leo, you know, Martin says some different bits, like, Leo, tell him the strip club story, and stuff like that. So I don't yeah. think they're identified in the same way. Um, mm, so... Sure. Oh, yeah. But, um, but I, I mean, I think we've met Duke before, and... Uh, I should remember if he was black or white, to be honest. Um, but I feel,
0: yeah, I can't remember. I can't <laughs> I don't remember, think I either. Can remember. So
1: um, um, I'm going to say that it was Jimmy who just, his soul line was so empty or so. Alone. So
0: empty. That is a phenomenal line, that delivery kills, isn't <laughs> um, Back at the pub, can you remember the name of the song that they're about to sing? Not the one they are singing.
1: They're oh, singing it? "Roll
0: Out the Barrel."
1: Yeah, I don't think they're singing it particularly well either. I mean, no, the word they're not, they're not. it's a bit all over the place. Is it something like Mother Brown or or you're close? Is it? Um...
0: You've got half of it.
1: Oh God! Okay, um... what, am I, what am I doing? Knee knees up, Mother Brown.
0: Knees up, Mother Brown.
1: I there don't you know knees, up Mother's Brown i tell you what, let's tomorrow, let's bring sheep music. Like, that's not going <laughs> down well in a British pub. I'll tell you that oh, now. Don't Sheapy's be the one. The
0: fact there's a piano there is not very British pub, not. So we don't We don't just keep pianos lying around.
1: Like, I I went to a very, like, proper men's pub the other day with work. And the people yeah. I were going with were, you know, significantly more upper class than me. And we walked oh, no. in with, like, Christmas gear on, like, antlers on our head and shit like that. The um the everyone in the pub, it was just old men watching darts on the TV. And God. there's not many times in my life that I've walked into a room and the room has gone silent. It was one and of those. And you've
0: feared for your safety.
1: I was just a bit like I could get stabbed. Honestly. Um, but oh, well. it's always
0: the it's always the fear of going into like a, a local pub. Yeah. Um, because it is there are some pubs where it's just gonna be heads turned instantly. Yeah.
1: But the, the bartender loved us because I think we're the first people to spend money in there in about 10 years.
0: So. <laughs> the rest of them were just sipping the same warm pint for yeah. three hours.
1: Um, um, and all the the really upper class people I was with were like, "Oh my goodness, this is so cheap! It's wonderful." I'm like, yeah, "Oh my is, god, this is just I this not, is my standard have been able to
0: stomach that. I'd have been like, like, "Please shut up and just drink." <laughs>
1: there was me just like looking to the other blokes. Like, "All oh, right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I,
0: I, I get it. I, I get it. I'm not like, ignoring the, so, the adlers.
1: Ignoring the adlers. I'm just I'm doing it for them. But I'm, I'm one of you. really I'm,
0: I'm just not one of you. <laughs> um, Martin's on the phone to Sherry. It's been a while.
1: It has been it's a while. Been,
0: it's been a minute since Sherry was involved, and apparently she's coming over. He's going to put some Bobby Darren on the stereo. I think, think it's
1: Bobby Darren, yeah, because I, I thought um, at first maybe Bobby Davro, but I'm, I think he does say Darren. Also, Bobby he, Davro. Um, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a weird bit as well where he's like, "Yeah, I thought it up earlier. What what difference does it make? What? That's a bit of a strange line,
0: isn't it? It's a really weird line that is on the yeah. phone when he like, says a joke, but it, like it doesn't. All that joke does. Is just kind of flesh out their conversation. Yeah, in a it's a really weird thing because phone calls in sitcoms don't normally have that beat. No. They're normally like really weird and like it, no one ever says goodbye because
1: they're usually just to progress the plot. All you need yeah. to know is I'm calling someone off stage and I want to get through so you know the information and that's it. Um,
0: that's really it's a really weird line. And I'm not sure how it's supposed to be played.
1: I don't, know. Um, I don't know if you're just meant to sort of be the sort of jokey familiarity like it's someone joking like oh you know you clearly didn't come with that on the spot um but it's it's I don't know just it feels a bit strange for me
0: yeah it's um Daphne you know feigning illness you gotta yes. be careful what you bring down to the pub with you um
1: oh I know that um, um
0: yeah she does know that so um yeah, she's clearly just had enough and I don't blame her. Um, although I do lose sympathy for her and we get the twist at the end, um, because I think she's being very unreasonable. I, I um, do
1: find it strange how often her and Frasier are seemingly trying to go to the pub though, because they're going down there every night. Yeah, bit
0: like, concerning.
1: I mean, Frasier maybe
0: unless we're meant to, to see down. like a week has passed. But... Well, a week
1: a week has passed, but he refers to the fact that he's been there like several times, I think. Yeah. Um so it's a bit strange because he's you know, he's close enough that he's signing up for billiards tournaments and he's been doing sing songs and getting sheet music. Um, so it's all a bit of a strange one. But um yeah, it is it's I do feel sorry for Daphne in this scene, broadly speaking. Um, because basically what it is at the start of the episode, Frasier is the one in the funk, and basically he steals Daphne's thing to get himself out of the mm-hmm. funk, and in doing so, puts her into a funk. Exactly so does. It's um, it's not ideal for it. You do feel for it, but but um, I do. I do like the fact that you know she can't take the hint with Martin, and you know mm. it's the exact same thing that Fraser can't take with her. But I don't think I think it could have been done better. I don't know. There's something about it, like blowing out the candles. I, I think it's too on the nose. I think it could have been done better.
0: Yeah, and I don't think Daphne is that socially unaware. Mm. Um, and and she'd be she'd probably be quite accommodating to Martin wanting a romantic evening with Sherry because she's exactly. a bit romantic herself. Mm. Um, so it, this this, yeah, I don't like the way they spin it here because it makes me get angry with Daphne when we're supposed to feel for her at this point.
1: Um
0: and how, I mean,
1: sorry, in, you go. In terms of Frasier's character, how realistic do you think it is that he would so quickly just turn his back on the opera just for the this is what makes
0: bullet points about this is a ridiculous plot point, of course he can get out of a billiard tournament. The opera is so much more important to him. And I understand for the plot, it's meant to be always so enraptured with the pub that he forgets about all of his other loves. But no, we've never even heard him mention billiards Mm. um, or Paul. We've never seen him play anything like that. Why would he agree to enter a tournament? There's one
1: episode, I think, when we see them play Paul and they're not good at it. So the episode where Daphne bails them out and then they put the Paul cube between... The door, and they escape. I don't, and like, I
0: don't think they ever play, do they? She I just plays.
1: Yeah, I think they just knock into someone. So they show no desire to play um, no. because it's that really funny line, isn't it? Of like uh, the meters don't run at night, and neither do neither you. you. Neither very
0: you. West Side Story.
1: Very witty wordplay. That well done. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, also, and his partner is skipping a wedding to be in this. Oh, tournament.
1: Terence! I love Terence. He's my Which favorite. Which we find out
0: was in the UK was <laughs> in Liverpool. It was in Liverpool. I'm I just love Terence. On earth, honestly, that this whole <laughs> billiard tournament plot point absolutely ludicrous. L-
1: listen, Terence is as a character not in the least bit believable, but I just love him. I love his face when he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I um, I'm rustier than I thought." I- didn't expect us to get knocked down the first round, and he just looks genuine, like so much he hates Frazier yeah, at that moment. He looks like he'd kill him, doesn't he? Um, he doesn't really even speak him. to him. I and when mean, Frazier walks off, he makes no attempt to continue the conversation. He just like goes back to his pint. Um, uh, I he's don't. Broken, it's broken, man. It's not believable. But I, honestly, I love Terence. I'm all for Team Terence. You know, Team
0: Terence. Um, do you call it a lift or an elevator? Lift. Mm, because I, I I do I do oscillate like yeah. a like a fan between the two.
1: Uh, it's interesting actually because you I think you have some American vocabulary in your well in your vocabulary. I definitely
0: I definitely do.
1: And it's it's interesting actually how how this is going because I went a few weeks ago to, to Ireland to see my family who live in Ireland, mm. and I was speaking to my cousins and my cousins have there's three of there's three of them they're all fairly similar ages they've got three different accents. So the, because they grew up in London, the oldest still has like a an English accent, more of a you know, more of a London accent. The middle child, um, she has um very much an Irish accent now because they moved back to Ireland. The youngest has more of an American accent because he spends like quite a lot of time on YouTube and watching American shows and things like that, that he actually sounds to listen to him. You'd, you'd guess American actually. Oh it's really interesting. Oh my
0: God, really?
1: Um, it was, like, it's, quite, it's quite surprising actually to sit in a room with them and hear all these different accents from people who live in the exact same place and have lived in the same places as each other. I'm but um surprised. It's, it's interesting. It made me think because obviously you've started to pick up a little bit of the American vernacular. Is the next generation? Are we going to see like accents starting to merge a bit more because of? This? I do
0: think people being online that that much and exposed to voices more than they've ever been. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's um. It's I think it's a really interesting one.
0: Absolutely, um, but I, yeah, I mean, just the nature of what I have done historically up to now studying and yeah. writing about American lit.
1: You, you made that sound as though you'd like explored America or something like that. You know, the nature of what I've done and what I've achieved. You know, no, really, I didn't. Really mapping out America. I mean, Georgia, no one knew where that was, but then I came along. And, <laughs> I and put all down
0: America on the map, mate, again. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, on you're like,
1: um, is it Lyle Langley in the Simpsons? I put them on the map.
0: <laughs> Broadway, Arctic Villa, North Haverbrook. Um, that'd be a good trivia question. What are the three? The Mate, three towns he puts on my Um, So, yeah, Daphne's cramp- cramping Martin's love life now. Um, I thought Terence deserves his sadness because the wedding was in Liverpool. <laughs> oh. So, it's clearly a big deal that he's I... passed off on to go and get pissed.
1: I would love to know <laughs> what family member is getting married. Like, probably his like... daughter or something. <laughs> I was going to say, imagine it's like his daughter his sister his his best friend. Or I don't know. And he's just like, Yeah, I'd love to, but there's actually just billiards tour at the Fox and we saw that just I can't miss it. Prior commitment. Honestly.
0: Um, I would be surprised if this isn't in Corey's trivia and fun bits, but what do you notice about when Daphne and Fraser have a drink at the bar? Now, anything anything untoward about the way that their drinks are sorted? Sorted? You know, I'm trying not to give it away.
1: Is it they don't order anything, they just get drinks?
0: No, Frazier says, "Oh, same for my my partner," oh, okay. and it's already poured. Oh, is He it? just goes. He just goes over to the tap and then just brings over a full glass of of stout. Um,
1: I tell you what, that I tell you what, give it to Winston. He's the best bloody um, barman I've ever seen because usually I'm waiting best part of five minutes for a drink uh, on a good day, like he is right day. on it, like he's there.
0: Um, I'd I'd love to know how common these kinds of pubs are in American cities and in Seattle, like British style pubs. Because I know like Irish pubs are a huge exactly.
1: Thing. There's loads of, and even in in England we have like quite a few Irish pubs. You know what I mean? Yeah, you which can, I've
0: never never really understood, to be honest. But I have absolutely no Irish heritage whatsoever. So I
1: see, I, there's one Irish pub I go to called um, the Norton, uh, which is over towards Digbeth. And it's really embarrassing because it says when you um, when you order on all the tills, and also if you're a bloke, you're not getting a drink because me and my brother once waited at that bar 20 minutes, didn't get served. Like every time a woman you. came past us, they just went straight ahead of us in the queue. Um, I mean but, first. Um, but on all the things, if you read it and you're not Irish, and I, I, I'm, you know, like second, third uh, generation Irish, so I can't speak Irish. Um, and it says like Siente Bab. There's a Bab being obviously Brummie. Uh, but Sciente is, is Irish for to your health or cheer, basically the equivalent of cheers. And I mentioned this to one of my cousins and they looked at me and went, what the hell, Siente? And I was like, this is what... Uh, no, it's like Shanta. I've been com- pronouncing it completely wrong for wow. about 10 years. Um, I, think I mean, I Santa wouldn't trust
0: myself to pronounce it, any Irish word correctly. They're insane. I
1: just, I just say bab now. I don't... Um... The name
0: Siobhan and Neve and,
1: you know. <laughs> Eva. that's a guessing game. Just, Just guess, like... Oh, Call everyone mate. That is the safest thing to do. That is um, a
0: good rule of thumb.
1: There is one thing I noticed when they're at the bar dub and they're talking, mm-hmm. um, and Fraser's saying, Oh, it's okay, it's your pub, I won't come here.
0: Like he, nice an talk... reference as well.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. But he sort of like taps her thigh or something like that. He sort of like taps her on the thigh as he says it, and I just find it a bit strange. I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into that.
0: I but, don't remember that, but is it does he
1: linger? No, I wouldn't say he lingers. It's just I think it just it comes across as a bit stilted and awkward to me. I just don't know mm. the point of it. It's more like um, I don't know what like a grandfather sort of figure would do, like sort of tapping on the knee going, Come on, young man, do this. It's a yeah. bit like that sort of um just doesn't quite match it with the scene. Yeah, it's almost paternal <laughs> in a way. Um And I just find it a little bit strange. It doesn't, I don't know. It just seems a bit out of place given where they are and the fact that he's about to do a complete 180 and insist on staying in the bar. So it's a bit of a, I don't know, (laughs) a bit of a strange one.
0: I think, well, I think there is a tiny paternal aspect to, the, to their relationship, and maybe it's to just throw us off any, any scent, because they do a very good job in this show of throwing yeah. us off any you, scent that Frasier and Daphne could never be together.
1: Yeah, you never link the two together, do you? No. There's never the idea of, oh, would there ever be a love triangle between, like, Niles, Frasier and Daphne? It's never explored, and, and rightly so. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, very grateful for that.
1: We find out now that Daphne's
0: only been going there a month. This is a really good twist. Um <laughs> so- it's just... It How many
1: times out. in a month has she been?
0: I don't know. Enough times that she now kisses the bartender.
1: Yeah. And she walks in, everyone's like, oh, this is Daffy. Like she and also her yeah. friends are always there. Stephen is always there. Bob is always there, even though he only got with Claire two days ago. And Claire is always there. Because they're all it's, there when it's they're been a, playing bit of a weird, Yeah. They never yeah. leave. It's a like Hotel California. Yeah, pretty much. Catch,
0: you can got- check out any time you want, you can never leave. Um, um they settled the score with an old-fashioned game of cricket, um, confusing confusing to people who are fans of British sports because this is the name of a darts game, not what? the more familiar cricket sport.
1: I have never heard darts referred to as cricket.
0: I have vaguely, but no one ever does it. and this is this is another classic case of an American writing this episode. Yeah. They'd never call it cricket here.
1: Actually, while, while we mentioned cricket, and I realise this is completely off tangent, I just want to give a shout out to Baz Ball to ben and, and Ben Stokes and, and um, Ben McCullum Because what they've done with the England cricket team is literally nothing short of phenomenal. and They are I'm,
0: unbelievable.
1: I'm saying it now because I know as an, an English fad that um, it's all going to go horribly wrong at some stage. And we're never going to be able to say this again. So well done to them. They're doing phenomenally well. They've done a recent
0: um, test series against Pakistan. I mean, oh my god. It was
1: astonishing. It was genuinely astonishing. It's, yeah. it's just been an incredible turnaround in such a short period of time. It's been crazy. It really um, has. It's a good and, shout out there. Yeah. Carry on. Um, that's, that's all I've got to say.
0: So now Frazier... No, Daphne makes a shot that Frazier says, that's the most difficult shot on the entire board. Is it? Yeah. Um, and then and which he means getting getting a
1: normal 20 yeah cuz i then, i kept uh, on uh, i kept trying to look cuz i was like is it double top that he's getting at? but it does look like just a normal 20 almost, he
0: just gets a normal 20 and then one of them lands a triple 20 um and then she's like oh no it's the second most and then someone there the correct it's actually the second most surely the second most after the triple 20 is the ball.
1: you would think so I mean, I mean, it's got to be. I would think the three hardest are triple 20, bull, and double top.
0: Yeah. And then there's a couple of others that factor in, like, you know, usually ones that are like right, seven but... or eight o'clock on the board are quite hard to get.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you Basically, the, I mean, the ones where you're trying to um, get either, like a, a double, I don't know, a 19, 18, something like that. I think mm. that's one of the ones that are towards the bottom. And it's been a while since i played darts, but it's, it's weird that yeah, the but, ball is
0: is ironically probably easier than a lot of shots on the board. You would think um, so,
1: because you're not trying to factor in that trajectory of going down. I always find the ones at the bottom of the board are much harder to get the ones at the Oh, top. it's
0: so much harder to get the ones yeah. at the bottom. Um, so, yeah, weird ones. So weird ones. It, it's
1: strange that they both seemingly know nothing about darts, but are both supposed to be really good at it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal zinger of the week. And he scores again. That's not something we hear out of your mad very often. Oh, that's a good line. <laughs> that is isn't it? Superb from if, that.
1: If someone said that to me, I would just be like, too shy. I'll take my hat off to you. Well done. Yeah.
0: Really, really superb. Yeah. Um, where are we? So, oh yeah. how does Fraser describe the queen?
1: Um, isn't it like um a is it a sandbag with a flower pot or a dowdy old sandbag with a flower pot on the head? Absolutely
0: true. I've put here May you rest in peace. Um, it's a bit awkward it's, now. It's a little bit awkward because that dowdy old flower pot is, or sandbag is no longer with us. Yeah,
1: um, um, quite strange. That regardless of getting... how
0: you feel about the monarchy, she is. She is passed. It's quite um, strange
1: actually that it's tomorrow. Someone was saying it'd be the first king's speech in like what seventy years. God, yeah. Which is quite a strange concept. I mean, you said a king's speech to people, they think of um, the film with Colin Firth.
0: Colin Firth.
1: Um, so the idea that it's an actual King's speech—I mean, I'm not going to watch it anyway—but um, it's it's a strange concept. It it's is a
0: strange concept. It, um, it's still
1: so weird getting used to everything. I still swear I must be making a dozen typos on any legal document I write because I swear I'm still writing Queen's Bench and Queen's Council, and I should be writing right, King's, king's Bench and King's Council. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh, but oh well.
0: It's it's a tough one. I mean, in your line of work, it's going to come up a lot more than what, in my line of what,
1: work. What I'm confused about um, is that if I'm referring to what someone did, like I had, a, um, I was referring to something the other day, and when they did it, when the person, um, when the person was involved, they were QC. They're obviously now KC. If I'm referring back to them in their past tense, do I call them QC still, or do I change that to KC? I don't know. I think they will be KC. Well, I've been putting QC brackets as was to show that I know the difference, but yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Even the past tense, I, I think there was still QC until the moment they became KC. So I think if it's the past mm-hmm. tense, it's still QC. But these are the absolutely um, pointless arguments that, that lawyers consider every day and I don't think there was actually a right or wrong answer because none of us have experienced it. So no one has, <laughs> has experienced the change before. So.
0: What a strange one. Yeah. Um, so Fraser is hounded out of the pub now because he suddenly becomes very anglophobic. Um, yeah, and
1: I'm going to be honest. Uh, yeah,
0: he has all his suits made at Savile Row. But yeah, I... what are you going to say? You don't like this.
1: I just, I don't think you're going to get that sort of reaction in a British pub. I think if you were to criticise the monarchy in a British pub, no one would bat an eyelid.
0: No, they wouldn't. Maybe. they'd agree with you.
1: Yeah. Maybe on the day of the Queen's funeral, you'd have gotten comments, but...
0: Yeah, if you'd have called it that, yeah, on the day of the funeral, you'd have handed over. Like, if I just went in there and said, oh, Charles is a nobbit, most people would be like, eh, they'd lift up their pint, you know. Um... That's, yeah. that's what would happen. You'd, you'd be hard pressed to go and find a royalist in a pub near me.
1: Yeah, um, I, and,
0: that, I, and the Tower kind of leans right rather than left. I but, I
1: don't know any royalists in in, in my I, personal. I life. don't actually. Um, oh no,
0: there was one one person who I knew at university who was pretty pretty hot on that, and he's also yeah. right.
1: Yeah, I I like even when the national anthem is played, I don't know anyone who like gives a damn basically. Mm. So it's um it is a strange one. I, I I find it strange that um they think Terence in particular, a royalist. Terence doesn't look like a royalist. And he's from Liverpool. Like Yeah, not, yeah I say Liverpool hate the monarchy. No, not the most royalist of cities.
0: Honestly, once in Royal <laughs> David City, indeed. Oh um, absolute cracking chip. Yeah, that's so that's so true. Liverpool is probably the worst place he could have come from to have any yeah. kind of like it's Liverpudlians have a distinctly anti-patriotic sentiment. They They often say we're
1: not... We're not English for Scouse is, is yes, yeah, scouse is
0: scouse, not English is the common yeah. thing. So any scouses listening, we're not judging or passing comment on that. That's just an observation that I'm sure you'd corroborate. Do,
1: do we um, have any scouses listening? If you if you are scouse, I um, don't think right we in. do. I, I'm not sure if Fraser is, is big in Liverpool, but I do actually really like Liverpool actually as a city. I think it's a lovely place. If it's
0: big in Birmingham, <laughs> is it big in Liverpool? Surely <laughs> it's the same level of bigness wherever they get channel four. <laughs>
1: You know what I mean? I don't I, <laughs> actually. I don't know what I mean. Um, it's I don't know if there's many Fraser fans. Um, well, who knows? But I ben feel like I'm inadvertently um, insulting the city of Liverpool, so I apologise. Oh, I
0: think you should start. Well, I've been on a stag too, and it was a phenomenal, a phenomenal day. So
1: I, I love it. I've been to Liverpool once to watch football. I went down to Goodison Park, and um, it's an incredible city. Everyone is either red or a blue. Everyone's ridiculously chatty um so but i always think that the Brummy accent and the scouse accent are polar opposites of each other because we slow everything down and they speed everything up so i think that mm. it's one of the hardest accents to understand when we talk to each other because everything is pretty much the opposite of one another
0: yeah it's a bit it's a very like our own it's a very acquired accent scouse yeah. Accent. Yeah. um i'm not i'm not going to offend anyone by saying whether i hate particular accents or like particular accents but i think we're fair to say we both own acquired accents Um,
1: i don't like my own accent so don't you i'm not a huge fan um that's
0: only only because i think you are now in an industry of received pronunciation and class war um
1: but what's weird is because i become more brummy when i'm with them like i go around trying to teach like you know, KC's, how to say Bab? I'm like, yeah, all right, Bab. And they're looking at me like, I'm like, you've got to get into it. You're in Birmingham, mate. Well, do you know what um,
0: Gamble is? No, I have no idea. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Because that's, that's obviously, I used that term the other day completely unironically in front of Charlotte's mom. And obviously she has family, they all have family on her side from really close to me and from Kozal. Mm. And she's like, oh my God, Gamble, I haven't heard that word in decades. Like it really oh. just took her back, that one use of that word. Um, just amazing what language can do.
1: Yeah. Um but I would say gamble. We well. that is yeah. perfectly that is I would how never you say describe. forward role. No. It's a gamble. Um, for, yeah. forward role. I mean that, that sounds like you have a, a bread issue. Like Yeah. Uh, it
0: sounds like a role that's being a little bit presumptuous. Yeah. That's a forward
1: role. I, I mean, actually, I was drafting an email the other day and a partner looked at this email and he changed one thing. He changed mom to mum. And oh it's the God. only time i've ever rebelled and i changed it back i was like no i'm sorry nothing not like that it's not an americanism in birmingham we say mom okay i'm sticking we do,
0: with- we do. that's only That's and trying to find a card with mom on impossible
1: oh it's really tricky impossible
0: yeah, yeah. they all say "mum." um yeah i mean i i i love i love i don't love it i like having a regional accent because it, it places you somewhere and it gives you when I hear another Brummie accent on TV or when I'm out somewhere, yeah. particularly far away, you feel a kinship, and they like that.
1: It is weird, actually, how much um, you do feel a kinship. Like, I I don't particularly like the TV show Citizen Can't. I don't find it particularly funny. But because the guy who I made it... I've never heard of that. I, it's, it's not great, I'll be honest. But okay. the guy who made it is... Um, I forget, is Ray something? He's... Um, Adult?
0: He's... no. Amol
1: Ray. Right. No, it's it's some Adil Ray. I think Adil Ray? Ad,
0: Oh, yeah, Adil Ray is on a Good Morning Britain. Sometime.
1: Yes, I'm pretty sure he wrote Citizen Khan. I think, um, yes, he did. Yeah, and he's a, he's a villa fan, he's from Birmingham. So, despite the fact that I do not particularly like the show, I will still bang his praises to everyone because he's a brummy doing well for himself. But yeah, no, punny people in Birmingham are we'll really add him to the culture of this nation, you know what I mean. I'm looking at Adil Ray, Birmingham. <laughs> Doing great things. <laughs> like,
0: oh, my God. I've, I've never even heard of that show. What the hell? Oh,
1: um, it, it, it's not great. I mean, I've only seen a few episodes, but the few episodes I saw did not impress me. So, oh, well, I think it has got a bit of a following. So maybe um, to some people, they really like it. So each to their own.
0: Each to their own, indeed. Uh, we end at Nervosa. The boys are back. Return to one another at last. Yeah. Um, and we have the the over there joke. There's not a lot to say really about the way this, this episode closes. Um, is this episode in your top 10? Okay.
1: It's not in my top 10, but that said, I think I probably enjoyed this a lot more than you do, because I really quite enjoyed this episode watching it. I thought the plot isn't necessarily believable. It's a bit far-fetched. It's a bit all over the place at times, but it is enjoyable. It's an enjoyable little, little romp for 22 minutes and I'm all for it. Um, I think there's, as I say, it suspends belief at times. It doesn't quite fit in with the characters, but there is a lot of very funny jokes, actually. And as a um, as a, an English person watching it, it's quite nice to see the American take on a British pub, even if they do get it a bit wrong. Um, mm. It's like, I know we both listen um, to the podcast Four Finger Discount, and they, they always say, like, as an Australian doing The Simpsons, they always get asked, what are your thoughts on the episode where The Simpsons go to Australia? I suppose this is sort of a bit of an equivalent for us in terms of what do you think as oh, English massively on this this they call it British culture, but it, I think you know it's very much aimed at I think more of an English culture.
0: Yeah, this is this is an English pub, not an Irish pub. Um,
1: um, but it's um, yeah, I, I think it's really enjoyable. I quite like it as an episode. I do like it.
0: Awesome. It's not in my top ten, but I mean, maybe I have given it a bit of a bad press. I think I've seen this episode a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why Claire, in particular, grates on me to no end. Um, thankfully, she has like one line. Um, but yeah, I think I've just seen it a lot. But I think it's a good concept for a show, for an episode. I like the fact that they are a new setting. Yeah, I think it, I think it's I think it's executed well. Um, there's, there's not a lot to dislike here, really, other than the kind of yeah the the common pitfalls that you will get of Americans idealizing an English pub and writing it. I don't suspect there were many English people on the writing team here to, to kind of sound board ideas off um yeah. is what I'd say. Uh Actor Pick, who have you gone for? Also, um, is there any is there any log of our actor picks still remaining in the world?
1: There, I mean I'll be able to work it out. There will be in one of the yeah. when I was last doing it regularly, um then um Do you I, have that
0: document at all?
1: I don't have the document, but I did on one of the episodes summarize everything out loud on air. Right. So what I'll do is I'll go back to that. It'll be one of my last few episodes before the hiatus, um, and then I'll be able to just go along and add things on. So it won't take too long. So we Ooh. by the end, so by the end of the season, we will have an up to date actor log. That's cool. Um, in terms of actor pick, it's quite strange. Actually, I don't think there's a standout choice. I don't think...
0: Oh, I don't either. And I've um, changed my answer actually in haven't? the time we've been talking.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So mm. I mean, I think it's probably for me it's between Niles and Fraser, Um, because I don't think... Martin, it's a few nice bits, but he doesn't do a great deal. Roz, it's like a couple of lines, not much there. Daphne, I don't think is... She's okay, but I don't think she's great in the episode. I don't think she's phenomenal by any stretch of the imagination. Um, And that leaves fraser and niles and, and i think that whilst niles has a few really funny lines is he in it enough to justify the actor pick whereas at least with fraser we do see that bit of a cycle from him going to a funk to finding his place and then the way he loses it again um and it's quite nice then to see him back at nervosa and he's he, he's out of his funk at least it's gotten him out of his funk and and he's sort of moved on he's excited about the opera and things like that again um, so for that reason, I'm gonna give it to Frasier, but um I don't I don't think there is a standout option this week.
0: I completely agree, and I had originally I disagree slightly. I had Daphne.
1: Oh really? Um,
0: but I've changed it to Frasier ah. um and had changed it about 10 minutes ago. Just yeah, Frasier with like the singing. He just does a lot more in this episode. I think yeah. Kelsey has to kind of work a little bit more for his dance a bit more for his food here. Yeah. Um so sorry. I've gone with the Fraser. Uh, Kennedy Burling, what does he look for in a pub? Kennedy, he's describing his ideal pub to you. Mm. He opens the door. What does he see?
1: So there's two levels. Kennedy is on the level on his own, looking down on the, the peasants. Always. Uh, in a wingback chair with a blazing fire. Nice. Um, is
0: there a separate bar on the first floor f- that services him only? Oh, there
1: is. He's got his own. Oh, okay. Winston only works for Kennedy. Winston. Um, won't trust anybody else to handle his his personals. Um, that sounds
0: like a pretty great pub to
1: me. It? <laughs> it does sound good, doesn't it? And every yes. so often, you know, they just look up and just watch him surveying them. Um and it's really wonderful. Does he
0: ever go down? Does he ever mingle?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> wow.
0: Maybe I've heard rumors on Christmas Eve he might walk amongst the peasantry, but
1: yeah. Well, I, I mean, there are there are rumors that um, you know, sometimes a man appears and is it him, is it someone else dressed up? No one really knows. It could be Santa, could be Kennedy Burling. It could be
0: um, Keith Bishop, it could be... Um, the man who inspired Kennedy. Um, um, but of course, it's not Kennedy.
1: It, it could be Mike Sanchez. You know, I like him. Um, oh, I like him. I like him Yeah, but if, if there's any kids listening out there, be good, otherwise Kennedy Burling won't come tonight. So if you want Kennedy... <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you want him to come down your chimney, leave out a cigar on the mantelpiece. Yeah. Um, all that remains is to play a game, who's crazy anyway, Before we jump over a list of mail. Your word mm. this week, Keith... Is birdhouse.
1: Okay, so I know the context. So they're talking about what I think it's young Frazier And he's like, Oh, I've just had enough of their book houses, bookends and birdhouses. And I think he gives a third option. I can't quite remember it is. Um so once as I'm done- I've
0: finished slacking my chew trees, I'm that's out of there.
1: It. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, young Frazier
0: they put slacking on KSL. I think he does. He say shellacking is you know like a shellac is like something you put on like nails. It's like a polish, that, isn't it?
1: That would make a lot more sense. But I'm not handy yeah. enough to know. Yeah, I've,
0: I've just googled it. Shellacking is varnishing something. So I think he says shellacking.
1: I mean, when um, I did, um I did woodwork at school, and my end of like year review was uh, woodwork. I wish you woodwork.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, dr- thats a dreadful joke. That's, fantastic. Yeah, That's I,
1: fantastic. yeah, I thought of it before we came on, earth. Huh? What's that? <laughs> <fun? laughs> we
0: well, well, I love it. Uh, you are correct. It is young Fraser. Well done, Keith. Shall we jump over to listen to them Yes. Raz,
1: who's our next caller?
0: So, listen to Mal this week. Lovely to hear from so many of you. Sydney Ass Basket opens up this week, of course, our beloved Steve. What a great start to my Saturday morning, working alone at work. Enjoyed the episode, but like you, I believe it's not the strongest. On the subject of sitcoms with phone messages and deleting them, et cetera, Seinfeld did it even before Friends with The Phone Message, season two, episode four. George records awful messages for a female he's dating and gets Jerry to come with him to her apartment to steal the tape. For anyone who knows the episode, the song, How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria? um, Or the phrase tippy-toe will have you laughing. Regards, Sydney.
1: Is that the episode where um, the person he's dating invites him up for coffee and he says, oh, I can't have coffee this late at night. And then he's going all the way through the episode. Coffee doesn't mean coffee. Coffee means sex. Yes,
0: <laughs> I think it might, be because that that is a recurring gag in sitcoms as well, because I know that's in the Big Bang Theory as well. Yeah. Um, I think that's another recurring gag. But that is a good thank episode you, of man. God
1: um next up i think we've got post meme dump who says hey guys i've only recently discovered your podcast and i find great comfort in listening um and in it listening on my way to or from work or whilst i'm doing odd jobs around the house i've been binge listening to it currently on episode 47 and hoping to get caught up to you by sometime in season six i just wanted to say that i adore this pod. working in construction phrase isn't exactly a hot topic of discussion during my days so it's brilliant to have an audio format all about it so from a fellow villain and Frasier fan, keep it up, guys. Easily one of my two or three favourite podcasts. P.S. Hello to my far-flung future me listening to you guys read this out.
0: Wow, that's so surreal.
1: I love that. I love, I one, that they're a Villa fan. And um, two, oh, yeah. the, the idea of them in, I mean, what, six months or so? Maybe something more than six months. Possibly. Hearing this. Yeah, that's i think that's just so cool um shout out to future will and key as well hope you guys are doing well all the best guys have
0: you looking after yourself guys yeah um i'm a little bit concerned that the that earlier test recording we did still hasn't come through to my email so this one better um
1: this could be the famous lost episode of we're listening
0: that's all i'll say um Oh, God. because I have two options. I can I can stop recording and save it to the cloud or I can save it to my computer. Do I want to risk saving it to the cloud and it not appearing? Um, it should appear. It should appear. Uh, if it doesn't, it doesn't. We just shoot ourselves. That's fine. Yes. Um, Independent Cub 9422 posted a screenshot that Spotify wrapped and they spent 5,706 minutes listening to our podcast last uh, this a year that is amazing that is amazing um, i
1: think that means that other than will and my mom you've heard me speak more than anyone else so that
0: is probably true
1: yeah congratulations um,
0: because that was a short one can i take the liberty of reading out mischief night
1: yeah of course go for it
0: thank you sorry for the shorter pose when i listened slash so watched the next episode i was focused on getting my cat into the Paulbury academy and the headmaster could only see me on thanksgiving day very good Trivia and fun bits, Martin tells Sherry they can put Bobby Darin on the stereo, which is great continuity for next season's episode, Dinner Party, where Fraser suggests the harpist could learn some Bobby Darin tunes for Martin's poker buddies. That is good, and I remember that line. Mm-hmm. Uh, rare Duke sighting, always worth a flag. After seeing Daphne's billiard skills back in season one, you can't tell a crook by his cover. It's interesting Fraser is so shocked that Daphne excels at yet another pub game. Yeah, I mean, Very episode- true.
1: She tells them, Oh, I spent all my time on the streets of, um, in the pole holes of Manchester. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, again, it, yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. But, um, an and one. the fact that I say Frazier is such a big billiards fan all of a sudden.
0: Yeah. What on earth?
1: Um, next, up, I think we've got Queen Shortcoming who says, On your perspectives on Christmas review, you read the My Fair Fraser comments a second time with Steve, plus some of the extra ones. Uh, the good news, though, is that um, all the worrying you were doing like Key not hearing the comments about himself were for naught. There
0: you go. We didn't realise until this comment was posted that we'd read <laughs> duplicates out. So uh,
1: so I'm not yeah. sure where to post this uh, to get this read for, where every bloke knows your name. This is we absolutely found We found us, yeah. Uh, Nars recounts in this episode that Maris had to straddle a frozen butterball turkey, which was a great bit, by the way. I love... Oh, that's um, such a good line. When Martin is on the phone, he's like, can't you use a defroster? Um, it's just hilarious. <laughs> um, da- um, in season 11, episode 11, High Holidays, Daphne will recount her rebellious youth of shoplifting by saying, Do you know I can carry a frozen turkey between my knees? Um, yeah. tis the season, people. I'm loving it, these turkey it stories.
0: Is the
1: we need. Um, to paraphrase Dr. Heinz Doofensmirsch, uh, if I had a nickel for every time. Um, Niles married a woman who struggled with frozen turkey I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot it's weird that it <laughs> happened twice
0: <laughs> that, that's, so, that. That, that's <laughs> so good, that is fantastic and very true, it does happen twice yeah, what the hell, writers uh, finally this week, from Cameron Winston, our man down under, who will be celebrating Christmas Day um, earlier than, than we will be, um, it might even be Christmas for him right now, or soon to be, he says lads, just a quick couple of notes as I'm double busy steve i I'm with you regarding putting up early Christmas decks and the tree. I have a rule in my house that nothing goes up until the first weekend of December. That's typically how we've done it in my house, I think. So based on this rule, I feel there may be bloodshed between myself and your already eminent L. I do love Christmas, though, more for the fact it brings people together and shows everyone's kinder sides. My kids love it, and especially my youngest, who loves Elf on a shelf idea. On that, Will, if you sat in the window, would that make you Will on a sill? <laughs> That's good. And Steve, if you sat on the edge of an overhanging roof, would that make you Steve on an Eve? That's very good. And and you on, on, on a precipice, you could be key on a lee.
1: <laughs> God, we're getting into a stretch now.
0: Um, but that <laughs> is what a lee is, the lee shore, etc. Um, I must say, Chris, love you all. Peace and as always, hashtag up the villa. a.k.a. Hammy, aka Cam Winston. P.S. MK, did your cat get into Poverry Academy? That's so what we all lovely. Want to know. We do want to know that. So lovely to hear from you all. As of the time of recording this, it is Christmas Eve. I'm going to be putting this episode out tonight. So oh, wow. you're hearing this on the same day we recorded it, which is quite nice. Um, we hope you all have a lovely Christmas. Um, any any words to that end, Key?
1: No, no, just, I hope everyone has a wonderful time with their, their family, their friends, whoever you're spending Christmas with. Um, thank you so much for listening throughout the I don't know if we'll be doing another episode before New Year's. I've no idea. Oh, I
0: don't know either. Probably um, unlikely, but let's not say never.
1: But in any event, I hope everyone has a if, if not, a wonderful New Year's as well. Like thank you for everything. I hope you've had a great year and let's um, let's hope twenty twenty three is even better.
0: Yes, and hopefully
1: we'll get back into a
0: more of a rhythm. We'll be popping yeah. episodes out more often. You know, we've both missed being together. We're, and we're gonna
1: this. pop episodes out like a, a butterball turkey just flying between oh, yes. us.
0: Just flying out of the out of the cavities. Um, next episode it's Ain't Nobody's Business If I Do. Gonna be honest, cannot remember at all what that episode's about. Oh yes, I can. Yes, I can. It's they think Martin's gonna propose to Sherry, I think.
1: Oh, okay. I
0: that's that's the episode. Or he does propose and she says no, or I can't remember. He breaks up with it, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun to revisit because it's an episode that we don't immediately know what it's about. So um, we've got a good, good couple of episodes coming up, Kate. The zoo story, quite a fun mm, BB Glazer episode. Yeah, the Maris Counselor, good. Strong. The Ski Lodge. Oh, you,
1: I know you like the Ski Lodge,
0: the Ski Lodge room service. I love some people really hate on that episode. Um,
1: I, if it's the one I, I understand thinking, why, I'm, yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but um, it's
0: a terrible decision, but it's a yeah. good episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, so some, some good some good eps coming up here. Yeah. Um, other than that, I've been Will. I've been Kay. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, man.
1: And maybe I
0: seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you, Peg. Ha! 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 Ha!
1: But I don't know what to do with those tossed
0: salads and scrambled eggs.